finds Draymond Green. Green to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Play Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another edition of the Game 6 Clay Podcast. It's your boy, Gotham, joined by my boy, Matt. Um, this episode, it's a Chuckless episode. Uh, Chucks, we miss you on this one, but um, my man is out with uh, with his girlfriend tonight. We got date night, dinner night, and uh, like we told Chuck in the uh, in the group chat, um, he's got to avoid the doghouse like Jonathan Kumega. Um, so you got to go to those date night um Day night dinners, whatever. Chuck will miss you, but I hope we make you proud on this one. Matt, how we doing, brother? Dude, all things considered, not great, man. Uh, no, I mean, overall good. It's been a rough week, though, to be a Warriors fan, dude. Good goddamn. Yeah, man, it is tough. The Warriors, uh, three and five, um, 0 and three on this road trip. Um, the last time we spoke uh, was before that Suns game, and uh, all three of us predicted a dub. Um, was anything but that. Um, got a nice clay ejection in that one, but uh, it's kind of been going south since then, man. Um, got dude. If I had to ask you a week ago, Warriors are they're three and five now. Um, they got a back to back coming up to Orlando and New Orleans. I think the expectation is for the veterans to play in Orlando and get that dub, and then sit them on uh, the other night. Let's just assume. My guess is four and six after this. That could be stupid. They could be three and seven. Um, what would you have guessed? Going into this week, their record was given that they played uh, Orlando, Detroit, Charlotte. a really struggling uh, Miami team. Like what? What's uh, I? What I'm you not guess? gonna lie, man. I, I I looking at the first ten games of the season, I I had eight and two, pretty just like easily achievable, and I thought that that was kind of cutting them short. Um, I I think that like a lot of us, um, you know, we kind of bought in the offseason hype, not necessarily hype. I mean, coming off a championship, you've got those proven guys. Um, but I, I don't think that we all uh, realize how how much work that this was going to be um, to develop these young guys to really, um, you know, everybody talks about Kerr's rotations in the uh, the regular season. I think years past, you know, there, there's always been something to complain about. But um, this year is genuinely, um, you know, it's kind of just trial by error, trial by, you know, whatever works. And right now the Warriors aren't finding too many lineups that are out there working. Um, I think they have. I think it's one lineup that's positive, and funnily enough, it's the best lineup in the NBA. That starting lineup with uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Loon, and uh, Wiggs. Um, but like, just right into it, man. Matt, I would, like you kind of touched on it earlier. Um, just this, just this reaction to this road trip so far. I mean, the Warriors are zero and three going into a game against. You know, the I don't think it's fair to me for me to say any team's lowly at this point with the way the Warriors have been playing. Um, so, but the lowly Orlando Magic, they're one and seven. Um, very young team. Young, uh, fun, fun team though. I, I have caught a couple Paolo clips and whatever. Franz Wagner, Chuck's favorite guy. Um, uh, but what's your reaction to this road trip? Obviously, that Charlotte loss was, um, you know, overtime. Another game that they kind of they had in the bag. I mean, we've seen like Draymond said it after the pot after the game. Um, you know, the Warriors don't lose games like that. They were up four with I think less than a minute. Um, and they kind of got their shit sh- or got their stuff kicked in. Um, against the Pistons. Uh, surprisingly, again, it was another, you know, second unit kind of dropped the ball. And then last night, Miami, with I think was uh, the most disappointing of the three. Um, you know, you had a game where, uh, for, you know, the bench obviously gave up that, you know, 20 to three run or whatever in the second quarter. But, um, that last loss for me was on the starters, man. You, they, the bench gave you a tie game or I think it was a two point lead. 
when the starters sub back in and just bad shot selection turnovers. And um, I think just not enough, not enough staff down the stretch. And, uh, you know, we can get into more of that as we kind of dive deeper, but I just want to hear your thoughts so far on this road trip and just what, you know, your, your thought process is when what you've been seeing so far. Yeah. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, the Warriors keep shitting in the shower right before they turn the water off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so to be, to be real though, it's, they, my reaction overall has just been disappointment. I think you and I joke, and I think Charlie as well in the group chat, just that this season feels more like 2021 than 21, 22 so far, which is weird considering the health of guys like, um, you know, Steph, Clay, Dre, uh, all the core guys, Wiggins improvements. And like you said, the starting lineup, I think by far has the best net rating in the league so far. Um, and it obviously is a huge testament to the bench and how, you know, overall the bench has been really bad. And I, I actually don't really fully agree with, the starters blowing it. I think again, you got to score more than was it two points in five minutes. Mm-hmm. One point, you got to do better than that. But I think what we're seeing is a team where again that that starting lineup. You know, look at the numbers, watch the games. They're killing it, right? And um, I think we get to this point where you know that first quarter they're up by seven nine seven nine ten twelve whatever it might be. That lead, it's it's a given that lead gets blown when those guys leave, right? And that's happened basically every game so far. And I think. You know, we can look at those second quarter stints. That's an uphill climb right away. Every game that you know those guys are looking forward to. And it's a lot of energy to ask of a uh, group of guys who, you know, the the main the main few are in their th- early mid-30s. You know, so every game is basically saying, hey, our, our middle guys, our bench guys are going to either blow lead or at best um, hold the forward. But I think, I think about Miami game, I think they were up by a good amount in that third quarter for a bit. They're and by, then the bench came in and it was, yeah. And so... It's just tough. It's a lot of ask these guys to to get in there and reclaim leads or maintain leads as opposed to build on them. I think it just totally removes any sense of momentum going into the second half, going into the fourth quarter. And um, I don't think it's surprising that we're looking at a bunch of 30-year-olds early in the season, to be clear, whose legs aren't fully in it, especially after having to catch up or um, maintain things as opposed to build on a thing, which I think... And you said... You, you mentioned bringing, um, buying into the hype, right? And I think... I bought all the way in, man. I was like, holy shit, this is the deepest <laughs> roster the Warriors have had since like since 2015, right? And I made the joke, the 73 and 9 joke. Obviously, it was a joke, guys. Um, but I thought this team, and I think we all picked 50 plus wins, and that's obviously still on the table, but I don't think it's a given anymore because um what happens every year is I mean, I'm gonna go back real quick, actually. I mean, last year the Warriors gift to themselves was an 18 and 2 start, right? Mm-hmm. That was the best way to say, hey, if we lose anybody later in the year. Um, we have this massive cushion and they, they went, I, th- I think I heard on the uh, Warriors plus minus podcast with uh, Kawakami and Marcus Thompson goaded and uh, Anthony Slater that they went one in seven, like two or three times um, yeah, over the course I mean, of the end of last season, but that didn't yeah. matter. Right. Uh, if the Warriors do that multiple times this year, they're going to be a mid forties win team probably, you know, and um, it's unfortunate to say, but we probably have to predict and expect that one of Dre or Steph or Clay goes out at some point just because they're older, just because um, you can't keep playing these guys in back-to-backs, right? And they've already kind of eliminated that cushion, which is a bummer. And it's going to be tough to get back up because there's not really any bad teams in the league this year. If there's like three or four. One of them is Detroit, and Detroit just <laughs> smacked their asses, and so did Charlotte. Charlotte, my God, was looking awful before that game. And Charlotte um, was coming off a back to back too, right? They, tough stuff. They, yes, tough stuff. Bad, no Lamelo, uh, bad bad loss. 
Detroit made me feel a little better the next day because they pushed Milwaukee to like the final 10 seconds of a game, which was okay, cool. I mean, Cade looks really good. Obviously, they're two, they're two young bigs that look really good. Um, Bogdanovich, my God, man, what a what an assassin, dude. Um, but no, it's discouraging, man. I mean, it's not, it's been a really horrendous start to the year. And I think uh eight and two is probably right about where I was as well. I thought this team was gonna just roll through people, and it's it's a problem that needs addressing how how problematic the bench has been so far and and for me so like my reaction to this road trip so far is obviously like i think uh, discouraging was the was the right i think did you say that that was good good way to put it but um the the encouraging part to me was um knowing that you know that starting lineup of uh steph clay kavon loon uh kavon um uh, wigs and uh, draymond they're the best lineup in the NBA by far. If you look at the numbers, even when they're out there playing, I think just that the experience that they have. So I, it gives me more just, you know, all right, like we, it's going to be some growing pains in, in the regular season, but when it comes down to crunch time, when it comes down to get like playoff basketball, which is what you're gearing this team up for a championship run. Granted, I think that, you know, the seating is, I think people are kind of downplaying. I, I saw people were like, the Warriors don't need home court or, you know, whatever. And I, I, I kind of agree with that. They don't necessarily need it to win a series. It makes it way easier. Um, you know, the one series they, they didn't have home court and they got pushed to six against, against the Grizzlies last year. So, um, I don't think people, I think people are sleeping on just luxury that you have, um, with a home court. But that being said, um, you know, you have the confidence in, in these starters to, you know, win you basketball games. Um, so the, the, that's the encouraging part to me, but the discouraging part is like you said, uh, the no lead is safe. Like the starters come in, if they build you a seven, eight point lead, you know, in years past, the Warriors could at least, if not, if not push the lead, you had, you had at least uh, confidence in your bench to at least hold it or at least, you know, make it a seven point lead might turn to a four point lead, a five point lead when, you know, everybody subs back in and, uh, and the Warriors, you know, close out the half right or start off the third quarter right. So I think that's kind of the biggest concern for me, where is there's just so, like you said, there's so much put on these older guys. Clay's 32 coming off two career changing injuries. Draymond's 31 and we know his back problems from last year. He's looked great, by the way. Um, looking great so far this season. But again, it's a long season. We're eight games in and we're having Steph play. I think it was 36, 35 minutes a game right he's, now. Like, he's leading he's, the team in minutes right now, which again, that, like, that the, the not... schedule has been soft. They played the Kings. Yeah, exactly. They played they, the, the they Heat, who are played... three and five. They've got Charlotte, Detroit. The Lakers have sucked, obviously. They haven't like, played any good teams, um, or at least Phoenix. on yeah. teams that, yeah, except for Phoenix, um, outside of that. And even then, like, it was, they were in that game. So I think the, the Warriors being so competitive out in these games, largely because of these starters, is, is something that, you know, you, you know, as 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 you know, we know this this whole two timeline thing, and um, I think we kind of like you said, we we overshot the expectations on how ready these guys would be to play. Uh, specifically, Wiseman, uh, Kuminga, obviously a little outside of the rotation, but um, even guys like you know Moses Moody's playing great, but it's just uh, you don't have the confidence in that bench to like you know have that have that cushion anymore. So it, it's do just you a have, lot more pressure. You said confidence. Do you have the confidence they figure it out? The team figures it out? Yeah. I, you know, we're, like I said, we're only eight games in. I I, I definitely think that they find a combination that works. I love the Jermichael Green minutes last night against the Heat. I think when Dante DiVincenzo comes back, allows uh, Jordan Poole to play off the ball a little bit more, free him up. I think he's been a little tentative offensively just in terms of shot selection and having to kind of anchor that, that playmaking on the second unit. Um, so I think when uh, DiVincenzo comes back, um, it opens up a little bit more, but again, a lot of it is, um, those, that, those, that wise, those Wiseman minutes, um, you know, when Kuminga's in there, do we have know, to talk? 
Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's time to have the talk, man. I, I, I genuinely think that, um, and I want, I want to preface this by saying I've been the biggest like wise man, just like given time. And, um, and I think for the most part, all of us have never been like since day one, like, you know, trade, trade the young guys, trade, trade wise and whatever it is. We've always yeah. been like trusting, you know, the front office where the moves they made. And obviously they hit on pool, they hit on Moody. Kuminga's got talent. We don't know he's not in the rotation anymore. He's kind of in the doghouse right now. Uh, but Wiseman's that one young guy who is consistently just – I know people talk about plus minus not being the right metric to look at, but even when you're watching the games, like if you're watching the games, the, the leads d- d- disappear when James Wiseman's on the floor. Just what, what's your take on that, man? Like obviously, um, obviously it's an issue. And I, I don't think that as a fan base we can – you can be on whichever side it is, but you can't like – disagree or um you know kind of dispute that James Wiseman's minutes have not been great so far this season and he's he's a, he's a decent part for why the why this bench unit is struggling so much so I just want to hear your, your wise takes man yeah so I think I I want to start with just and no one hates James Wiseman okay no, no one th- no one wants this guy to fail everyone wants this guy to be good you have to preface these talks about Wiseman for some reason because people will get really up in arms if you say he sucks, which again, that's my thought right now. He's really bad right now. Um, it's not just that he's bad. It's that the Warriors investment in him is costing them both off the court and on the court. And what I mean by that is on the court, he's, he's really lost. And it's not just, yes, he had a great two minute stint yesterday. Uh, that stint was two minutes for a reason. That's because Steve Kerr realized, Hey, if I have this guy in much longer, things are going to go awry. Okay. He had a horrible first half. Most of his minutes have been awful. I think he's got the worst plus minus in the league so far. And like you said, not always the best individual stat, but this guy has been one of the few players. It's him and Kelly Oubre, uh, who have been able to bring down step as a plus minus God. Okay. Those are the two guys. Um, and it's not a coincidence. And so when I say off the court, here's what I mean. The warriors have, uh, invested their their big man spot into him so far and it's coming at the cost of a roster spot which could be used for a potential rotation big it's coming at the cost of uh his his uh, fellow young man donathan kaminga getting any kind of run and it's costing the organization game so far it's costing the team game so far because he on the floor, he just he he's a machine on both ends of not doing the right thing. He has no sense <laughs> of where the ball is on defense. He's got no sense of how to cut off angles on defense. As a big man, I have yet to see him set anything close to a staggering screen where a guy is just make where he contact, makes a guard, make feel his body. On it's, no one, he doesn't touch anybody. It's just all these little things and the awareness on offense of where he is in the paint and who's doing what. He clogs the lane like no one I've seen because he's not, he doesn't really just doesn't see what's going on. Um and again, it's not this is not to say Wiseman's going to suck forever. If I had to guess, my guess would be no, he doesn't suck forever. He is immensely talented and he's very athletic, right? He's got some pretty cool ball skills for a big guy. But him being on the court and on the I'm not going to say on the team, but being, um, you know, the second big on a roster that doesn't have very many more is problematic right now. And you brought up Kaminga earlier. I think there are many in the camp of this guy. Kaminga could probably help out this team right now. He's a really, really good individual defender. He's got um, a lot of what Wiseman's supposed to bring as a screener, as a roller, um, even as a playmaker here and there, can we get shown he can make some, some plays for his teammates? Okay. Whether it's a dump off pass or the occasional, you know, weak side look, he's shown he can do that. And I think with more reps, he's going to start doing that. Okay. 
Uh, and I think the Warriors also have a viable backup who's not going to cost the team what they have so far. And Jermichael Green, I think Jermichael Green can be the backup five, and his shot's not falling now. But he's a career really good shooter. Um, I think I think and hope it will at some point. Um, but I think you know I'm going to tie this to my biggest concern as we're talking about it. My biggest concern is that the Warriors keep keep kind of gifting wise in these minutes, which they, which they refuse to offer up to other guys, and it's it's a competitive West. And so every game you lose counts. Uh, every minute you lose counts. Every minute you lose by a lot after your 34 mm-hmm. year old starters uh, take a big lead. It's a lot. So that's mine, man. I, I just, I want to see the team until they uh, see some real progress from him, you know, in practice or the G league. I want to see them move away from that lineup and start looking at, uh, you know, a Kaminga Jermichael green four or five combo and just see how that can look and see what they have elsewhere. Cause they have other options to go to. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think that the biggest thing with Wiseman for me is um, is his timeline, and I don't think it matches up with this team's timeline right now. Um, I was I was thinking about it. I wrote about it or, or like tweeted it out yesterday, or I think I said it in the group chat, something like that. Um, where I was like, I don't I don't know if Wiseman's issues right now are him just being a slow developer and just like not learning enough or like up to speed right now, or just not being good at the moment. And like you see it, like you see him in the paint when he's kind of caught in no man's land with somebody who's kind of in that in between the free throw line to, to the paint. He's kind of just stuck in no man's land when he's out there kind of guarding on the perimeter. He's like, he's an athletic dude, but he's, he's just has these little, like, just, I'm, I don't want to even say mental mistakes. I think that he's trying to do the right thing. He's just not physically there as a basketball player. And like we saw this with Jordan Poole, like he, it took him, his rookie season was bad. Like the guy was taking bad shots. Um, even in that second year, that 21 season, you know, he'd have spurts of, you know, playing well, but, you know, it took him a real like stint in the G league to, to understand his role in within like this Warriors kind of offense. And I think yesterday, I think it was in the third quarter, Clay was coming off one of his patented, just coming off a screen and Wiseman was doing the handoff, kind of just missed the handoff, dribbled it off his foot for it led to like, it was pissed, game. man. Yeah, no, and that was a big, I think the Warriors were up by eight at that point. It would have been a wide open clay three in a quarter that he was feeling it. So I'm not saying he might, he might miss a shot, but like, it's just a little, those opportunities. You can't squander the good looks, especially for a guy like Clay Thompson, who is trying to, you know, shoot his way back into rhythm and was kind of getting there in that third quarter. Um, but like, it's stuff like that with Wiseman where it's like, those aren't developmental mistakes you can make. Like those are mistakes that you make in practice and that you try and clean up. But we're eight games in, and I'm not saying that, you know, he's not going to get better by game, you know, 15 or 20. I don't think he deserves the minutes, like you said. I think, like, a guy yeah, like Jonathan that's... Kuminga, a guy like Jonathan Kuminga, I'm not going to say, like, Kuminga is probably on the same boat in terms of just a developmental, like, you know, maybe it's slower than what, the, you know, the team thought or whatever, but you hear it, like, you know, just his ability to be a, an on-ball defender, an athletic wing, a guy who fits more into this system and who's played a lot more. Like, dude, let's be honest, like, Wiseman's only played 30-some regular season games or whatever it is, 40-some regular season mm-hmm. games. Kuminga has a season under his belt. Like, he was regularly in the rotation last year. We would see Kuminga in spot minutes, playing in the playoffs. Like, the guy at least understands what his role is. I, I feel like we would understand what his role is better then, you know, a guy like James Wiseman, who obviously you have Kevon Looney as your, as your main big right there, but there's no other big men that can, you know, kind of, you know, help James Wiseman develop into that center that the Warriors want him to be. Whereas for Kuminga, you've got guys like Iguodala, you've got another guy like Moses Moody who plays in that same kind of wing area. you got Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. you got a lot more guys where Kuminga, I feel like, can fit in. And even if he does, you know, play a little worse, 
you have guys that you can like fill them in for. Like you said, Jermichael Green in that in that smaller lineup. It just feels um, like you can get so much of what you think Wiseman can do from guys yeah. who aren't Wiseman. And, Wiseman defends. He defends the way you think Looney would defend based on how Looney exactly, lumbers yeah, around. Does that make sense? Like you, Looney looks like this slow ass, like can't react to anything kind of guy, but he's completely unflappable on defense, right? And I feel, and the the, the worst part of it, like, is just like you can't even have a discussion about Wiseman not maybe not being a hit. Like for me, the way I look at it, I've told you guys this multiple times. This youth movement isn't just James Wiseman. Like this youth movement is Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kuminga, James Wiseman. Those are the four guys in this youth movement. If you've hit on three of them, which I think you can, you've definitely hit on two. Kuminga, I still think with with some playing time, he's a guy who if you play for consistently for maybe 10, 15 games, you th- I would assume that you could see some growth and at least see a way that you could put him into the lineup, play in these rotation minutes and not that's be a, a That's a really good point. I like that you brought up the improvement aspect. That's kind of the concerning thing with Wiseman is it's been, whether it's the it's Lakers, the Anthony mistakes, Davis, man. Or whether it's, it's the same mistake. Uh, who's the the Hornets? Isaiah backup Stewart, big? bro. I, or okay, the Hornets back. I didn't watch Richards. Watch is that his name or some, Richards? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something yeah, Richards. Yeah. And it's whether it's Davis or Richards or Isaiah Stewart. He's the there's no he's there's no difference, right? And that's that's yeah. a really good point. Is the improvement aspect. And so within eight games, I'm not saying you got to be like prime Hakeem at this point, but like you got to make some sort of improvements, man. Like eight games in, you're getting rotation minutes. It's not like he's not playing. He had that one. I think it was the Pistons game where he had whatever four three fouls in five minutes and he didn't play the rest of the game. Other than that, seven games, you've played consistently in both halves. You know when you're coming in. Yeah, he was the first he was the first guy off the bench yesterday um in both court in both halves. So for me it's just I I I don't know if his timeline matches up right now. Obviously like I said again, we're only eight games in. I hope that, you know, this is uh you know, I don't know. It, it seems like the coaching staff, Kerr Maybe it's the front office. I don't know. But there's a longer leash for Wiseman than there is for Kuminga. And I genuinely think that Kuminga is a guy that can at least help out better or at least be a less net negative um, than what Wiseman is right now. So um, I feel bad for Kuminga, honestly. Like, he, I think that he played 19 minutes or whatever against the Pistons. And, he, I mean, you know, it was up and down. But he had a decent stretch. Um, you know, he a lot of just athletic off the, off the, off the, uh, off the dribble. Driving and kicking, he's a decent he's a decent point of attack defender, um, and he just fits into the system better. And I, I I genuinely think that having a guy like that in the rotation is somebody that you'd want to target as a you know kind of a, a he, rotational vet. He can be the he can. I said this I said this in June or July of last year. As soon as GP two got signed, he can be the GP two this year. He has, he can't, he has GP2 the physical is tools. He has so special as a cutter tools. and so like he's he's an incredibly smart basketball player. But Kaminga is that athletic and he's also. He seeks contact out. It's a whole different thing. Is like GB two was not line. scared of people. He did not. He was not scared of going to the line. He was not scared of getting hit. Well, you have this guy right now who you can throw on Chris Paul. Who they have thrown on Chris Paul, Demar Derozan. You know, whoever else might be LeBron James. Right? They've thrown this kid at these guys, and he has held his own on defense. And I, I the kid deserves minutes. If he's frustrated, I do not blame him. I don't blame him uh, at all. And I, I, it's if it was, and it's for a guy that. Through eight games, has proven that he doesn't deserve a more of a leash. And I, you know, this might be more of an organizational thing. He's a second pick, um, still kind of sunk cost, man. Let it go. It's, if it's not working out, and, it's not working out. You know, um, as you know, that's like you said, man. Is we kind of you know pivot to concerns. Um, you kind of touched on it. what what you want to you want to harp on your concern again? Well, I do just want to add on the whole. You mentioned the two yeah, timeline yeah. plan earlier. So I just want to real quick. The two timeline plan works so long as like. 
basically so long as one timeline does not interrupt the other, right? As long as one does not hinder the other. And last year, that was the case, right? We had Moody and Wiseman and Poole and uh, Kaminga on the team, right? And the Warriors want to chip, right? That's the whole point, right? And let's, let's and they, be honest. They want to chip because of the OG guys and Wiggins and right? Poole taking that leap. It wasn't like Kaminga was on the bench. Wiseman wasn't playing. Moody was, you know, he played five minutes in the conference finals and played good minutes. But they won that chip off the youth movement being Wiggins taking a leap, Looney kind of yep. developing into his own. And uh, JP making that leap, and those 100%. guys are now. You trust them now. They're yeah. You have faith in those. You don't have faith in. I mean, I guess Moody's kind of getting. He's he's definitely he's definitely playing his way into that having faith. Moody's in. there, man. Moody's Moody. Moody's there. I I, yeah. I love most Moody. Um, he's he's been fantastic so far this season. Um, it's really Wiseman and Kuminga, and it, it if you want to line them up at the same level right now, if you say that these both guys are same level developmental wise, you know that one of them is going to, it's going to be one versus the other. And I feel like, you know, we've seen so far what it is with Wiseman. I, I think Kuminga deserves at least the same leash that Wiseman has been getting to, to prove it to the organization, the coaching staff, whatever it is. But, you know, we, we know what it's, we, we kind of know what we're getting with Wiseman. And I don't know if that speeds up anytime soon, just with just how far he has to come. Yeah. It feels like Kuminga is definitely getting the Jordan pool of, uh, you know, towards the end of 21 and beginning of 22 leash where it's like every screw up so magnified by the coaching staff. And it's frustrating to watch just because you want to see these guys get in there because they can mm-hmm. do a lot for the team. And like you said, you know, there's a long leash for a guy who I think is viewed as being kind of um, timid. Like why is it not? I don't think he's viewed as being the most confident dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might explain a bit of it, but at a certain point, again, I just can't say it enough. It's every game counts. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's, no, when it's when you're three season. and five and you don't have a, a a fixed way to fix the problems that you have right now, every game counts. You can't like you can't lose against the Orlando Magic. You can't drop a game against the, the Charlotte Hornets. You can't you can't blow a game against the Miami Heat on the road. Like those are the games that when you get to March and April, like when you're fighting for a playoff seed, those are the ones that count. Those that might be the difference between home court or not in the first yeah. round. Like those those are important games and and or, wanna... or fresh legs or fresh, fresh legs. legs. Maybe exactly. they do like, end up with no reason... wins, but that, if that if that comes because Steph and Draymond played half the back to backs, that's not you don't want that. Steph was no, fresh exactly. as hell last year in the playoffs. His, exactly. He had an unfortunate injury, obviously, but the guy was his legs were awesome, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm totally with you. So. Just if you give me a number, Gotham, one to ten, where are we at concern wise, man? Uh, yeah, honestly, like I again, I'm I'm taking this all in perspective. It is uh, just the beginning of November. I'll, I'll put it at like a two or a three. Like I I, I, I genuinely think they figure this out within the next you know ten fifteen games. I think um, you know get through this road trip. If they can, I, I hope they can pull off two. Um, I, if they can come back four and six, um, first ten games, you know it didn't go as as you wanted, but um, you know you come back. Um, do they have a little homestand after when they come back? Is that and they do? Well, yeah, it's got to be at least a little bit. There's got to be a few home games in there, so you sprinkle it in. I think Divincenzo comes back. Um, it sounds like he's getting healthier. Um, so uh, my concern level is still pretty low. Um, I think the biggest concern for me is uh is just this bench unit. Um, I I, I don't you're not confident when um the starters go out, specifically Steph and Wiggins and Draymond. Um, and I'll, another concern for me, I, I think Jordan Poole in the closing lineup, um, we've seen it a couple of times, I'm not saying that it's got to change, but, um, you know, especially in close games like that, you, you, when you have Looney on, on the bench and, um, you know, that lineup works, uh, I, is it more I so like that Poole should be off or Looney should be on? No, I think, I think it's you, more so you, that Looney should be on. You brought um, up earlier before, I think we hopped on 
some clay concerns. I want to be clear. Gotham will like, if clay was in danger right now, Gotham puts on his red cape. Take, I'd take a bullet oh, for okay, him. Like, I'd take a bullet for him. Yeah, but no, but um, my, my concern with clay was more so um, just his awareness. I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've seen it before too. It was last year in the playoffs. Um, you know, you kind of go hero ball or take some bad shots. Um, you kind of come to expect it with clay. Um, and I, I can't really blame him in a game last night. Uh, you know, he was kind of feeling himself up and down first game where he's, you know, kind of found some rhythm. Um, but for him to be the guy taking like three contested threes down the stretch, um, I, I, you should never see that. Um, I think Clay's just got to have better awareness. Like, yo, we got Steph Curry. Wiggins was having a great game. Um, you know, there, there were so many better ways in a game where, you know, bad call aside, I think Steph should have been shooting three free throws, um, tie oh game, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. They they lost that game. Wow, man. The refs were asked last game, you know, somebody take the fine. Um, that was just beyond whatever. But um, the Warriors totally could have been in a position to not even have that impact the loss, which, you know, sucks. But, you know, it gives us a reason to be pissed at watching it. But my 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 thing for Clay is I just I just want him to, you know, just be, stay shooting, um, just be more aware. Um, but, yeah, I mean. The bigger concern for me is is the bench and and uh, you know just can they how long does it take for them to figure it out because I, I you know if you if they're at the same issues with game twenty five then then you know you're now you're really starting to you know figure out what what the hell's going on. Yeah, I feel mostly the same way. It's it's also just odd. I know we're doing a lot. This has been a pretty negative pod so far. Um, it's been a negative season. Man. Oh I mean, no, no, hundred percent, man. Yeah, there's no reason. There's there really. I mean, again, the positives are that the the main guys. The start of is we got Steph Curry on the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like you said, Moody's looked hot. Moody looks ready. Moody, Moody looks, looks great. ready. He looks really good. The funny thing is, this team has this team has a championship nine no, guys. They have nine guys who I feel like okay, if these guys click in the way they're supposed to, I think this is a championship roster. They just gotta. It's just it's a matter of playing those nine guys. And a lot of people have brought up like, hey, they're not going to play this guy or that guy in the playoffs. So don't worry about it. You got to get there. You got to yeah, get exactly. there first. That's, um, that's what it is. You got to get there. I think that's the best way to put it. And you're not going to go 82 games without, you know, figuring out what you got to do with Wiseman and Kaminga, um, what units work off the bench, because that's how you're going to get there. You're not going to get through January, February basketball unless you figure that shit out. So um, it is a concern. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but I do think that they have enough. I, I that heat game yesterday was um, uh, the, the silver lining, I guess, was that they looked they looked the bench unit, at least in that third quarter to close it out. They looked better. Um, Wiseman wasn't on the floor uh, after that two minute stint. They were still, you know, gave up the lead, but you know, you were able to at least see the defense make a little bit of progress. I thought they were playing much better defense in the first half yesterday. So there are positives to take. I'm not saying that, you know, everything's doom or gloom right now. I think it's far from it. But, I'm um, feeling, man. Walk, you gotta walk some, me through it, dude. There are some glaring, there are some glaring issues that you just, you can't, you can't sugarcoat and just, you know, kind of toss aside and say it's early in the season. Um, so they do have to figure that stuff out. Um, but before we uh, before we get it out of here, Matt, um, just a, just a hot take. Are we feeling any trades anytime soon, or are we just riding this out? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be totally frank. Yeah, I've, 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 no trade is coming. Like they're not gonna trade anybody anytime soon, and that'd be that'd probably be silly to do anything this early in the season. I don't think they do later in the season either. This team has made like four trades in the last eight years. Um, Listen, I'm just going to be honest, right? I'm off the Wiseman train. I think that's a $12 million salary. You're looking at a guy, you're looking at a, at a luxury tax that's multiplied by million, $7 for million. every dollar that this guy makes. Any, any guy makes, not just Wiseman, to be clear. Every dollar the Warriors are paying over the tax right now from any player, you can everyone do the math there. It's costing them a lot of money. Um, if it costs them Dre, 
that would be probably pretty unfortunate. And Draymond's the, been incredible to start the season. Also man. important to know, Draymond's had an incredible start of the season. The guy looks so spry and so active, he's, and he's going he's aggressive rack, offensively. Man. He's aggressive offensively. His defense is incredible. Um, he's you know for everybody in the offseason talking about you know Draymond's not going to get a max contract from wherever. There's a lot of teams that can use Draymond Green right now, and the Warriors have him. And like you said, um, there's questions with Wiseman. There's there's glaring questions with it. It's a big salary. It's a, it's a one. It's a piece. It's a piece in this puzzle that, you know, sometimes they just don't fit. Um, but until right, then, man, man we got. So I got, we got nothing, man, as far as trades go. But you close us off, man. Yeah, man, we got. You know, we got another game against the Magic, and then the uh, the Pelicans. Uh, another good Western Conference team. They're looking nice. Um, sounds like we're gonna get you know a try for a win in one of them. Um, so we'll go one and one on that, um, and come back home four and six after ten games. But. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time right now, uh, Dub Nation. Um, I don't think that we expected us to be in this situation, but um, you're going one and one, two and zero. What's happening next two games? Man. I'm going one and one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think one and one is fair. I think just pick a win, man. Get one, get back on the winning column, and uh, you know, close this thing out. But uh, Matt, you need a shout out before we get out of here. No, no, nothing. Uh, I, uh, like I said, catch the gift game. Um. You know, I'm up in my my stuff to include, you know, a variety of different media platforms. So, but the last thing I want to say is I think the Warriors pull it out on Friday against the Pels, man. I think the Let's young go. guys have it. a Let's have a weird pool thing. I earlier in the in the pod I said no chance, but I think uh I think we might get one of those weird like what the hell is going on here type things. Okay. Um Let's go. just getting bold. So let's switch places today, Gotham. Let's do it. I'll dude, do the what one. About you, one man? You got anything, dude? I got another man. Um shout out uh Chuck. You just dropped the piece about the Warriors Ooh. two timeline. Um, we miss you on this episode, brother. We'll, uh, we'll get another one up sometime this weekend. Uh, but again, you guys, thank you so much again for watching, listening. Uh, we have been posting these on YouTube. So, you know, leave a comment, um, just stuff that you guys want to hear. Um, other than that, man, it's, uh, the Warriors are three and five. Um, but you know, your game, she's clay. We got, we'll get, we'll get you through the season. However it plays out, probably going to end up with a championship still. That, that belief is never, uh, never shaken till, uh, till the end. Uh, but until then, guys, thank you so much again for watching, listening, and uh, until the next one, peace. And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference Final. For the second straight year, they eliminate the Rockets here in Houston. As they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.